live from the heart of Los Angeles. This is the online edition of the Life Changes Show. Look at the bright lights. Look at the bright lights. With tonight's guest, transpersonal psychologist and award-winning author, Catherine Shainberg. And tonight's performance guest, Sheila O'Donnell. I am Mark Leisure, and now our host, the MC, the master of change, Filippo Voltaggio. I don't know about all of you, but I myself have been dreaming all my life, and that's daydreaming and night dreaming. Uh, I've been I've been dreaming now I, I I don't dream every night that I recall or rather I don't recall my dreams every night and uh, as a matter of fact I don't really recall a lot of them for very long and evidently that's kind of normal and I also don't talk about them I don't really write about them and every once in a while I'll hear something over here or something over there or read something that it's a good idea and it's important and you know sometimes things don't stick and I've heard I've heard things that really really I want to have stick for me right now because dreams evidently are more important than I could ever imagine. And that this has been part of culture and civilization, not just interpreting dreams, like, like sometimes we almost think of a dream interpreter as, as a parlor game or trick in a sense. And, and, and we, we run it by our friends and what do you think? And, and, and I don't know that we're taking it seriously as, as we could, you know, just, just after, like, I didn't expect to be talking about dreams. Like I started reading uh, the book that we're going to be talking about today. And, and I thought, oh, wow, dreams, dreams, dreams. And I thought we're talking about the Kabbalah, but dreams and the Kabbalah and, oh, well, you'll, well, well, you're here in just a few minutes, but just a, just a quick, uh, uh, Google search will will bring up things like like we know Einstein used to use like a uh, like when he'd fall asleep he'd drop something he was holding in his hand a rock or something and and answers would come to him to questions he had asked before he fell asleep during a, 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 a like a, a a nap and and Edgar Casey would use his dream state to to help people with their with their medical issues so. Uh, we could go on evidently and i didn't know this of course we know the story in the bible of joseph and the amazing technicolor dream coat at least that's a musical but but the story of, of joseph and yeah and the musical that's all interesting but evidently that has significance to our life and i just have to add you know paul mccartney says that he dreamt yesterday the song and 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 dr jekyll and mr hyde that was supposedly the plot dreamt by Robert Louis Stevenson. And Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, that was supposedly inspired by a dream. So 
there is so much to this. There's always been evidently so much to this and it's high time we have a conversation about this in this way. So I am very grateful that we are going to be talking about the Kabbalah of light, ancient practices to ignite the imagination and illuminate the soul with our guest, Catherine Shainberg. And also, uh, well, speaking of, of, of dreaming and of life changing, our guest is, is inspired and channels and, and has had life changes that have brought her here, where our performance guest, where she uh, inspires people through her music and gets within their soul. And so delighted to have Sheila O'Donnell as our performance guest on the show tonight. We have a great Ask Dorothy segment for you as well. So join us as we embark on this Life Changes show together right after this. Have you felt inspired to meditate but you just can't? Do you suffer from anxiety but fidget toys just make you more fidgety? Want to replace negative self-talk in your head that keeps bringing you down? Introducing the latest self-help solution, Phi Beads. Transformational beaded jewelry inspired by ancient wisdom, science, math, and psychology. All five beads are designed to incorporate the powerful Fibonacci sequence, nature's mathematical formula that has shaped our existence from the beginning of time. The Fibonacci sequence, also known as the golden mean or the golden ratio, is recognized by our conscious and unconscious mind and resonates as order out of chaos like we see in plants, flowers, seashells, ocean waves, the pyramids, and in our own body. Not only beautiful, they feel good to wear. Five beads can help anchor tranquility, positivity, focus, and structure in your life by doing the Phi Meditation. Phi Meditation helps you harness the power of I am for intention, affirmation, and manifestation. Affirm the life you want. Get your set of Five beads at fivebeads.com. That's Phi, P-H-I, beads.com. You are listening to A Conversation That Matters on The Life Changes Show. Broadcasting live from the heart of Los Angeles every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Time. Share the journey with us at lifechangesshow.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Life Changes Show. We are back. I am Filippo Voltaggio, host of this show online with our co-host and executive producer, Mark Lejure. I am excited to announce that our guest uh, has done actually uh, amazing things to get to where she is to be able to talk about uh, this, just to have this conversation, has gone for so many things against so many things, broken rules of so many things. I, 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 it's just fascinating that it seems like her life has brought her this knowledge to share. I'm so glad she's here to share it. She's an internationally renowned transpersonal psychologist, a lecturer, a teacher, a visionary, and award-winning author. Uh, uh, here is Catherine Shaneberg, PhD. Welcome, Catherine, to the Life Changes Show. Thank you so much for having me on. It's it, exciting. 
it's it's a pleasure and i starting to read your book it has taken me through different twists and turns and i think wow she did that and wow we could do that and and why aren't we doing this so uh let let's start with it you are uh you in order for you to be even talking about the kabbalah before we even start this conversation you that that is something that is not done for particular reasons so please let's talk about that how how you have brought this as who you are in a way for people to to be able to understand in this day and age are you are you saying that generally kabbalah is not taught um or is only taught to married men who are 40 years old is that's that what good, you're that's one of the things i'm saying yes. yeah that's what you're saying <laughs> all right um this is the ashkenazi uh jews those are um i come from a sephardic background which is jews around the mediterranean and with them um it was a very different tradition mm. and because um you know, many of them had to pretend to be Christian and to hide their Jewishness. The women were teaching. And so it's a lineage wow. where we have a lot of women. My teacher was a woman and her grandmother was a very well-known teacher who taught the rabbis in Algeria. So um, it, it, is, it is more fluid and more open to... Um, to women than, than the Ashkenazi tradition allows. And what about teaching it to the, the world as, a, as opposed to keeping it within a certain group? Well, this is very, very important. And this is what I'm about really, um, because the ancient uh, Kabbalah, the, the most ancient Kabbalah is really shamanic. The people, uh, the Hebrews walked the desert and in the desert, where there's nothing to hold your mind, you fall into what the French call a rêverie, a place of dreaming. And so they looked inside. If you look at the Hebrew Bible, we have so much about the patriarchs and the, the dreamers and the prophets all doing the same thing, which is gazing inward. Mm. And the original Kabbalah, as far as I'm concerned, is about gazing inward. It's about your conscious mind looking into your subconscious and allowing the subconscious to gather together and respond to whatever your question is. So let's say you were talking about um, uh, Einstein dropping the rock yes having a question and dropping the rock that's exactly what we do in the lineage that i represent we drop the question into the dreaming now it's the conscious mind that drops the question the dreaming is your how can i put it your embodied experience it's like a great river that runs through you your life the whole world actually but through your own life. And when you drop the rock, it's as if the subconscious gathers itself and configures itself 
from the chaos of just the river flowing to a revelation and shows you in images, in an experience, what the answer is. We have this possibility. We have this incredible tool and so few of us are using it. Um, we have it when we dream at night and dreaming generally comes from being, let's say I have a question, I'm anxious about something, I'm agitated about something, I'm pondering something, I'm trying to invent something. This is a throw. It's like the rock falling into the river and suddenly the, the waters condense and a revelation appears. This is what the subconscious can do for us. It creates order. And the best way to maybe to explain this is going back to Genesis in the Bible. The, the second sentence of the Bible is God hovers over the, uh, the waters. God hovers over the waters and suddenly there's light. Mm -hmm. And immediately after that, forms appear out of the chaos of the, the emptiness, the darkness, the, the waters, the dark waters, light appears and then order. I can do that. I do that every night when I dream. I ask a question, it plunges into the river of the subconscious and up comes uh, images, a script in order, an order that will allow me to take these images and ride with them into the future. Wow. So there, there's so much, so many different places we can go in our conversation. And I love the fact that you, you have gathered so much information and have shared so much of it in, in this book and others. Uh, or, uh, but so l let me just, could you give a, you said inner gazing, and you use that as a contrast, obviously, to outer gazing, right? Exactly. We do a lot of outer gazing. I mean, the whole of uh, our world is about outer gazing. Since the 17th century, actually, um, people have been gazing outward to be able to look, examine, analyze. This is our conscious mind working. Uh, we kind of moved away from the subconscious mind because people had become very, very superstitious. Imagination and its incredible creative power had become more uh, aligned with fantasy. And so people felt they had to leave that in the 17th century. We're coming back to it. I believe very strongly that we need to come back to it to the power of the imagination to manifest a better world. Without the imagination, there can be no change and no transformation. We have to tap into this creative source that is in each one of us to be able to transform our lives and to transform the world. And there's a great need today to transform the world. So, so that's the, the, the first time that I can recall having heard about in the 17th century how uh, potentially this was a good move towards science and and of, of course it it was in many ways 
and and what I'm sensing that you're saying is that we now need to bring back some of what was before and find the balance of the two. Exactly. I mean, Albert Einstein spoke a lot about this, and that was quite some years ago. Um, we are now at a point where we truly need to understand because we have so much exterior information, but we need to really look at the information within us, the forms that appear within us that are going to guide us to inventions and new possibilities and new transformations in the world. So the book is The Kabbalah of Light, Ancient Practices to Ignite the Imagination and Illuminate the Soul. Why would the ancients per se be interested in, in this subject matter? Oh, that's such an interesting question. <laughs> I think that they didn't think of it that way. They mm. simply, this was what they did. Mm. They, they, they walked the land and they were very, very connected to the land. They were in nature and part of nature, and they wanted to understand the mystery of this world, the mystery of the world. Who had created this world? Was there who? Was there a being? Was there a way to connect to that great mystery? And they found that the only way to do that was to let the inside reveal itself because we are part of nature. So we know inside of us the truth, like a tree knows its truth or a frog knows its truth. We know our truth, but we don't look at it. Instead, we're looking at iPads and being flooded with images from outside instead of really using this great power. And this great power needs to be practiced. So it's not enough just to, you know, have a, a dream at night or uh, from time to time and remember it maybe, but to practice paying attention. Because... because well because we are at first we are energetic forms we're not matter we're energetic forms and these energetic forms become bodies become matter we're made of images we're made of these forms at first right and <clears throat> when we start to realign to those forms then we get healthier and happier and our world is more balanced. So with the analogy I, I gave at the beginning of, of the show, uh, yes, it would be nice to be able to write the next yesterday song uh, today. <laughs> and, and yes, it would be nice to be able to, we don't see that as an intricate Part of our daily life. If we don't dream or if we're not connected to nature or our dream, we have a semblance of the fact that we can get up and, 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 and go to work and have what we think is a life. That's true, but it's a life in which many people feel unfulfilled mm. <clears throat> and unhappy. Mm. And we see more and more children, for example, who are very, very unhappy. 
um, all the headlines are talking about so many teens who are depressed. And I think that it's because they're being flooded with outside information and they're not, um, we need to take away those iPads, all those, all that flooding of, of outside images and let them return to their own imagination. This is what builds children. Um, to be able to play, to be able to invent, to be able to, to move around in their own inner uh, river of imagination. And when they do that, they get creative, they get strong, they get resilient. And it's so much fun. <laughs> I don't know if it's as much fun to be simply looking at a, a game on the iPad, right? Well, uh, for those who might not know otherwise, uh, they, they might say that that is fun for them. And, and this is, you're talking about uh, a completely different kind of fun or a different kind of life experience that, uh, that, that it's, it seems almost subtle difference, but it makes the world of, of difference. What you're oh, talking about. It because, because if I look inside and I suddenly see a resplendent image, it's going to change my day. Mm. Right? If, if, you know, I'm having a hard time, um, you know, I'm driving my car, the gas is, is very expensive, I'm going to a job I don't like. And then for some reason, I have an inner vision. And the inner vision is of a magnificent green tree on a green hill. <laughs> it's going to change everything in my day. Mm. And I can anchor myself on that image. And if I do, everything in my body, every cell in my being will respond to that image. In the same way as if I have a negative image, every cell in my body responds to a negative image. So I, I can't be neutral in the inner work. I really need to um, choose to be proactive. I need to, um, and we see that today with so many people going to meditation. They're beginning to be proactive in their inner lives. We need to do that to be able to change the consciousness that is that has been invading us with too much, too many facts, uh, too much uh, invasion of garbage facts, if you want, that don't that are not important to our inner truth. So I, I, I am thinking of how in this daily life we can choose a restaurant if we're hungry uh, or this this kind of food or that kind of food we can choose uh, clothes from this designer or that designer or no designer uh, to to for the outside we can choose what to watch uh, we could choose uh, what stylist to go to for our hair etc it's all on the outside where do we go who do you know what do we buy for the inside? <laughs> Well, this is what's so great about that. 
it doesn't cost anything. <laughs> and it can be done on the instant. Meaning that I can turn my eyes inward asking a question. Just asking, well, what should I say now? And puff, once you start to really practice this, the creativity of the imagination is astounding. And it's always there. It's like a fountain of youth. It keeps on flowing. It keeps on giving you more images, more um, uh, exciting new possibilities. Because our, our bodies want to be aligned to the truth of, the, of, the, of our world, of the universe. Our inner being wants to be aligned to this great intelligence that we could call the universal consciousness or some people call God, right? To be aligned, we need to look inside. Not, not uh, at catalogs to buy clothes or, or gadgets. Interesting. And so parts of your life seem like they had followed this type of experience maybe even before you knew that was happening is that is that accurate it's accurate and not accurate okay. i mean i i always knew oh. since i was a very small child i always knew that um how it worked that i could look inside and i could look at somebody's suffering and i could look inside and find the colors that would help that person or the words or the images that would help the person so i it seems that i was always geared in that direction but it is true that the inner voice the the dreams always told me where to go and so when i was uh a college student studying images because that's what I was interested in. That was the language of my experiencing of my body. I was interested in images, so I went to art history. But I kept on hearing, you got to go to the Middle East. So that's where I went. And then eventually, you've got to go to Israel. So that's where I went to. <laughs> and that, that guided me to... Uh, a great vision I had when I heard the name of the woman who would become my teacher. I didn't know she was a teacher, but I heard her name and my head exploded into light and I did everything I needed to go and meet her. Wow. Wow. And when I did meet her, um, she said, I've waited for you a long time. And that started my apprenticeship with her where she was teaching me exactly what I had been doing all my mm. life, but in a more formal way, um, giving me back my belief in what I was really about. So yes, the, the dreaming uh, guided my life from the very beginning. Wow. So, and yes, go on. Please. I do think that it happens to many, many people. They just don't pay attention. Mm -hmm. You know, they will say to you, oh, I know I'm going to have a son and two daughters. Okay. So where do they know that from? Mm. Or I know that I will not live in this country in 
that I will leave this country, or I know that I will study banking. <laughs> and if we think about it, it, it doesn't make sense as to where it comes from, which which makes reminds me of a phrase you say, stop thinking, start imagining. Exactly. The imagination is the truth. Now, it's not fantasy that I'm talking about. It's really, if I look inside I and I've asked a question or I'm just pondering where, where am I supposed to go? What kind of studies should I do? Then the inside will gather together and show me the direction. This is an extraordinary tool that we should all be using. Now we have to do our, our, our due diligence, of course, right? We have to study how many colleges there are that could be of interest and so forth. But then you put it all in the pot, you throw it down as Einstein did with his rock <laughs> in, into the river and up the answer comes. Well, speaking of the answers, again, I have so many questions. I'm, I'm going to say that when we come back, let's, let's at least answer this. I think you make a really good distinction between imagination and fantasy. And so if, if we can talk a little bit about that, and hopefully we'll also have time within those few minutes to also talk about a couple more things and maybe a good place for us to start as we're listening to you, uh, a good place for us to start uh in in becoming more aware and and it's all outlined in the book the kabbalah of light ancient practices to ignite the imagination and illuminate the soul uh that is by dr katherine shaneberg she's author also of kabbalah and the power of dreaming so if you are being as inspired as i am you can go to the school of images.org we'll have to talk about that a little bit when we come back the school of images.org the book is available both books where books are sold online uh so delighted to have uh katherine shaneberg on the show and, and and i'm looking forward to our ask dorothy segment coming up after this and after that we're going to be having uh sheila o'donnell on the show who's going to be performing for us live here on the Life Changes Show at Home Edition right after this. The Little Dog That Could is the fantastically true story of a man and a little dog that came into his life as his mentor to help him understand the world beyond his human senses and to experience life, love, and healing beyond his human understanding. Best-selling author, Filippo Voltaggio, who currently hosts the highly regarded Life Changes Show, is an internationally known singer, speaker, and life coach. Filippo offers up his own story, how one little surprise package in fur and four legs transformed his life unexpectedly forever and furthered his path of self-discovery. In The Little Dog That Could, Filippo brings to life the meaning of the adage, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Through the reading of this book, you will experience the journey of real miracles that transcend time, space, and logic while gaining practical tools that will help you navigate your way. The Little Dog That Could is available through Amazon and Barnes & Noble. For more information, visit thelittledogthatcould.com. That's thelittledogthatcould.com. You are listening to a conversation that matters on The Life Changes Show. 
Broadcasting live from the heart of Los Angeles every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Time. Share the journey with us at LifeChangesShow.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LifeChangesShow. We are back. We are talking about ancient practices to ignite your imagination and soul. This is the Life Changes Show episode 696 and we're delighted to have our guest tonight who's an internationally renowned transpersonal psychologist a lecturer teacher visionary and award-winning author she is dr Catherine shaneberg uh welcome back to the show Catherine. thank you thank you filippo <laughs> so so let, let's let's start with that uh, the, the, the distinction between fantasy and imagination well, we know a lot about fantasy because we see it on our Hollywood movies. Mm. It's as if my mind has decided I'm going to be a superhero. And so the mind catches on to the language of the subconscious, which is images, and twists the image to its own goal. So it's not at all the same as revelation or mm. true imagination, the way that William Blake the English poet talked about it, right? True imagination is unexpected. I don't know what's gonna appear when I look inside. I don't know what my dream is gonna be like. Fantasy, I know what I want it to, to do. This is very different. I, I've already got a, a scenario and I know what the ending is gonna be. Mm. Generally, fantasy is a little exhausting, tiring, it's not refreshing. Whereas if I look in, I'm asking a question and something pops up that is so unexpected and bizarre and, and full of life and full of radiant colors, this is a very different experience <laughs> and much more uh, enlivening and exciting. So, so you use, imaging a lot imagery imagination image you talk about images colors yeah. light so what what how does that play into your work well think of this as i say the subconscious is your experiencing body the the river of your life if you want and it's full of incredible multiple pieces of information your conscious mind has to look in, and we need the conscious mind, it's very important, but it has to focus in to ask a question of the subconscious. And, and the subconscious gives us an answer. Now, imagination or images is what appears when we ask the questions, when the subconscious is speaking. It always speaks in images. And when I mean images, I mean anything that, um, that activates the senses. So I have some students who don't see images, but they sense or they smell or they taste, right? And, and they get the same information because all five senses are completely connected. Now, imagination is when all five senses are working together which some psychologists will tell you is very difficult, but in fact, it happens to every one of my students. 
So it's not really difficult. It's really accessible to all. So we, 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 at night we call it dreams. We look, we look into the darkness of our, our night and our bodies and dreams appear. So we create light and we create order. And it's the same in the daytime. I can be meeting somebody and something makes my eyes turn in metaphorically. And I ask, uh, should I trust this person? And an image appears that tells me if I should or shouldn't. So it's a vision, it's a daytime vision. It's a waking dream if you want. Mm. But it's all the same. It's all about tapping into this great flow, this great cauldron of images, if you want, and um, that immediately coheses and, and orders itself to show you the truth of what your, your body, your life really wants. Mm. So this can be useful. Let's say I want to employ somebody and I'm sitting in front of this person who seems to have everything that, that looks great and nice. And yet when I look inside, I see a great black uh, X. <laughs> mm. So what am I going to believe in? Mm. What, I, what my eyes are looking at, this person presents well, he's well-dressed, he's, he's got all the credentials. But inside, it's a big black X. Mm. Well, from my point of view, I'm going to believe in the X. I see, yes. But see. this is a practice because we need to learn to distinguish a true imagination, or let's say, call it revelation, and fantasy. Many people at the beginning think, well, I don't know if this is me making it up. So we need to practice this. It's a very simple work. It's very quick. I get an answer on the instant. And at the same time, I need to practice. I need to verify. This was really revelation. It wasn't fantasy. It was revelation. I keep on checking. I keep on verifying this. Well, before we... We close our, our time together here. I was going to ask you, where's a good place for everybody and anybody to start? And I thought maybe it was going to be about writing our dreams down. But is this the place to start, what you're saying? That's the very good place to start. Write your dreams down and take a look at them. Now, if you do read the book, it explains exactly how how you need to work with your dreams it's not enough just to see your dreams you need to respond to them because they are alive and and real so we need to respond to their necessity their need it's a dialogue if you want mm. wow okay well i i i am reading the book I, i'm i'm finding it very interesting and it's the Kabbalah of light, ancient practices to ignite the imagination and illuminate the soul. It's available where books are sold, and you can also get it on 
the school of images.org. Uh, Catherine is on uh, Twitter and Facebook, so you could find her uh, elsewhere as well if you're interested in her work. And you do, you do uh, workshops, is that correct? Workshops, classes, training, privates. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, there are teachers all over the world at this point. Wonderful. I, I, I have enjoyed listening to you and learning from you and uh, so much. And I look forward to in, enjoying more of that uh, learning from you uh, as well. Thank you so much for being here and sharing like you have. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Catherine Shaneberg, what a pleasure. What a pleasure. Thank you so much. And with that, we have our Ask Dorothy segment. Dear Dorothy, this is Alan, and when I last spoke with you, you indicated that you saw a loving relationship with a woman in my future. I told you that I was not interested in doing that again, and yet I want to know what the significance is of having someone in my life for over 20 years who loves me and whom I love dearly. We keep popping up into each other's lives and have expressed deep love for one another. I've always been there for her and she has been there for me throughout the years. She has been married a couple of times and I have been there to support her during and in between her marriages. She has also showered me with much unconditional love and support during my difficult times. However, neither of us have expressed a romantic interest in one another. This may sound like a silly question, but I want to know if, if, if it could be that we are in love with each other and is it possible for us to have a future together as a committed couple? Dear Alan, thank you for this wonderful question. I have discovered on this life's journey that most people don't really have a clue as to what being in love with someone really means. As a matter of fact, I didn't have much understanding of love for most of my life. What I have discovered is that we come to believe what love is from our relationships and the relationships we have with our parents and from experiencing the way they demonstrated love with one another. I also discovered that we often choose someone very much like our mother or father as the object of our affection without even realizing it. For example, I didn't discover until many years after I divorced the father of my children just how much he and my father had in common. They both had continuous affairs with women throughout their marriages. And yet, my ex would tell you today that I'm the only one he ever loved. I believed that I was in love with him, and now I know that our time together was based on sexual attraction and didn't really have anything to do with what I now know love to be. The fact that you and this woman have been there for each other is a good indication that real love is what you are experiencing. However, in order for you to determine if you are in love and could have a future together as romantic partners requires for you to begin exploring what a future together would look like. It is time to have conversations that will provide answers to the questions that matter. For example, this is a great time to discuss with her what her future goals are. This could help you determine if this is aligned or could be aligned with your goals. I intuit that you've not explored a sexual relationship with her, and this would be a good time to see if she is as attracted to you as you appear to be to her. 
let's have you figure out what would be a good committed relationship partner for you by you writing down what you would like to experience and then ask the right questions of her to see if this is what she wants too. I look forward to hearing an update on this exciting adventure. Thank you, Dorothy. And if you have a question for Dorothy, please write her at AskDorothy at LifeChangesShow.com. And we'll be right back with our performance guest here on the Life Changes Show, Sheila O'Donnell, right after this. There are self-help seminars costing thousands of dollars guaranteeing miraculous transformations. There are compelling speakers and life-changing weekend experiences where you can walk on fire. They all deliver revelations that guarantee you'll come back for the more expensive revelations filled with even greater wonder next month on Fiji. We get addicted to positive, heartfelt, expensive theater. What we really need is a jumpstart, an awakening, someone who can give us a reminder that everything we need lies within. Through inspiration and practical knowledge, Dorothy Donahue helps people get grounded and motivated, inspired and energized. It's not just words and affirmations and the power of intention. It's a mindset brought about by a tangible, transcendental experience, an audiovisual, physical, spiritual experience that helps us realize we transform ourselves. We get tools to become the conscious co-creators of lives of unlimited potential. Find out more. Go to DorothyDonahue.com. The Life Changes Show is a talk, music, and variety show presented by Life Changes Network, which is a company whose team has dedicated their lives not only to positive change, but to helping others observe and embrace, honor, and celebrate their own changes, thus enabling a more positive, inspired life and helping to create a more positive and inspired world. From everyday people, celebrities, business leaders, and children, we are here to inspire our audience to do life better. With heart, integrity, and experience, we bring our message and positive intent into your lives through the Life Changes Show. As your life changes, we're here for you. Share the journey with us at lifechangesshow.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Life Changes Show. We're back, and I'm excited. This is our performance segment with our performance guest, singer, songwriter, Sheila O'Donnell. Welcome, Sheila, to the Life Changes Show. Hi, how are you, Felipe? <laughs> Great to be here. I'm excited uh, that you are going to be sharing. You know, I was thinking about, uh, I even mentioned at the beginning of the show, uh, your life changes, how you have changed. Uh, well, change so much. Like, where do you start? <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, I, I, w I drank the Kool-Aid of, you You know, you have to work in, like a slave and then you die. Basically, went to college and um, I wanted to be a singer, but my parents told me that's not very practical, you know, and you should definitely get a communication major and uh, get into some kind of real job, quote unquote. So I did. And I was in, you know, corporate sales for about 10 years living in downtown Chicago. And I was married to a really workaholic guy who was a director of operations for a um, restaurant group. And so we were busy, busy bees. We lived in a gorgeous high rise with a pool on the roof and, you know, had a lot of money and the trappings of success, but we weren't really happy. And then all, and I, I could say I was living on automatic pilot, you know, just busy, busy, work, work, work. 
And then out of the blue, I'm the oldest of seven kids, my sister passed away from a fever of unknown origin. They didn't even find out what caused her death. So mm. I was so shocked mm. by this. I was 28 years old and um, it completely made me reevaluate every single thing in my life from my poor husband who got kicked to the curb. No, <laughs> it was amicable. But um, from my career, my, my job that I had before she passed was, um, director of business development for an internet company. I worked right next to the board of trade. I had 7.30 AM meetings, high heels. Like I was working like 70 hours a week and just like a corporate shark kind of a person. And so after she passed and I realized you can die that quickly, mm. I just literally reevaluated everything. And I was asking those big questions finally, really going into that, that the area of the unknown of who am I, why am I here? And if life is that short, I better be doing something I love. And so that's what started my life change. And I started to get really quiet, um, kind of what Catherine was talking about and going into that, that zone of meditation for the first time in my life. And I stopped all distracting pop music. I stopped opening mail. I canceled cable TV. I basically had a six month dark night of the soul for, you know, where I was just finally being quiet and letting go of all distractions. And that's where I started having beautiful experiences with God and angels and tons of synchronicities. I ran across a website from, and there was a channeling of Archangel Michael that said, do you want to be an emissary of light? And I said, yes. <laughs> and um, through a series of synchronicities, I ended up moving to LA and threw away all my suits and started singing with angel wings on Venice Beach and doing readings. It's kind of a long story, but my entire life changed dramatically. And now for the last 20 years, I've been a everyday earth angel is my career. Uh, wow. Uh, <laughs> I, I, like, wow. Right. And, and so good on you. My hat is off to you. So I'm, I'm listening to this and, and so I'm, thinking of the way you shared the story and the story continues. I, I mean, it continues like every day and to this day, as a matter of fact, you're about to share a song with us that, that you had uh, come to you during an experience you had today. So well, actually, um, yeah, it's literally like every single day, my question instead of, the mind planning things is really the intuition. I live 100% by my intuition. I've been supported 100% by my intuition, uh, doing coaching and readings and singing for the last 20 years. But asking the question, where do I go? What do I do? What do I say? And to whom? And following my soul's guidance, that's how I do it. And when, and when you started the show talking about dreaming, you know, and the, uh, that, uh, the fact that yesterday was came in a dream, when I started channeling songs, my very second song, the whole first verse and chorus came to me in a dream. Mm. And I had my handheld tape recorder. This was like 1998. <laughs> so by my bed, I woke up, you know, and sang it into that. And the, the words were, coincidence is guiding me, the universe providing me with answers to the questions I have let so long reside in me. The last star falls, the last curtain call. Is there anything at all? 
And that's what I recorded. And I was like, wow, I'm wow. not a poet. You know, <laughs> it just came through. And that's how my songs would come through. Not all of them in dreams, but often when I was in the shower, taking a bath or driving, it's sort of like the monkey mind is busy. So the spirit can come through if there's a space. Mm. So you made a space today. I made a space today. And um, yeah, so I, you, I would love to share a song that came to me as I was driving home from a retreat in Joshua Tree. And what I love about the desert and Joshua Tree is all of a sudden, you know, LA is very frenetic. There's so much white noise and radio, you know, lines and all this very, very busy, busy um, energy. And uh, in the desert is just millions of stars and it's total silence. And that I think is helpful to be in away from all this crazy to get into that silent. And this is a, a song that I had to, I was driving home and I had to pull over the car because it came to me. Mm. So it's called mm. Peace is Within Me. So if maybe we can all just center in to our hearts and take a deep breath and um, I'll start singing, sharing this song. <clears throat> Peace is within me. I remember when I breathe deeply. Peace is the song I sing. I am listening. I am open. is within me i remember when i breathe deeply peace is within me like the softest breeze or the ocean i remember I remember, 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 I remember peace is within me. I remember when i breathe deeply mm. sheila o'donnell thank you so much wow so uh, that that is brand new fresh no one's ever heard it i, I wonder if you even heard it uh, other than in your head sheila <laughs> did you did you actually sing it you might have sung it I have sung this before, honey. I, uh, this isn't brown, brand new, but it's oh, you know, okay. fairly new. But, but, now, it, what, but what was new was the one that's on the video. That one I just wrote um, called 10,000 Years of Peace. Yes, yes. That and, one is brand. That's really, really new. And we've, we've posted that on our website on the page for Sheila O'Donnell. You could also go to she, is it she, she land? dot com yes. as in s-h-e-s-h-e land shishiland.com and also you can go to live and is it div live a divine life dot com 
right for more of her spiritual work and she's on instagram as angel she she uh so but we have all her links uh on the page for her at the life changes show and that song is not yet available but she does have <laughs> lots of other music available for you to enjoy on spotify and other places where music is found and so you you uh so while i was listening to you singing that song i was repeating i remember i remember and i thought wow that's a good mantra to have that's a good song to have in stuck in our heads uh so uh, thank you for that and and that's so much of what you also bring not just through your music but through your work and so in in a moment we're going to hear a little bit about that in 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 a meditation right yeah that's beautiful i i do um teach people how to increase their intuition i've been doing readings i'm very clear audience which is clear hearing and clear cognizant which is clear knowing and i do a relationship coaching and it's using that intuitive gift and i help other people open up to that and i do have a free angel circle for people who have never attended online if you go to my Insta Instagram and you click the bio, it has a link with the details with the Zoom link if you wanna. If you've never um, done anything, it's a group of people and I help people learn how to read for each other and I give mini readings to everyone who shows up. So that's tomorrow, 6 to 8 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. Speaking of showing up, I, I just wanna give a shout out to some special people. You've, you've shown up at different things and of course been invited to different things. And I've gotten to meet you thanks to Laura De Leon and then uh, Dr. Sarah Larson and then finally Tess Cacciatore. Why haven't you had Shishi on the show? I'm, I don't know why we haven't. So why? <laughs> <laughs> so Mark's like, yeah, why haven't we? We should have her on. Dorothy's like, I know Shishi. So here we are. And hello to all Divine these beautiful timing. people. <laughs> exactly. So so what are we gonna what are we gonna experience now with you? So we're just gonna do a quick chakra clearing um, where if you guys want to just take some deep breaths. And, and the best way to start experiencing synchronicities is to synchronize your heart to the heartbeat of the Mother Earth. So we're just connecting to the Earth. The root chakra is about allowing um, safety. It's about the material world and a lot of people are scared health-wise and finances. So just repeat after me in your mind. I allow the light to dissolve all fear, worries, and concerns related to money, security, and safety. And picture white light clearing that ruby red root chakra. And the sacral chakra, which is orange, is about sexuality and creativity. And we're going to breathe in light to that. I'm willing to release all my needs, wants, and desires, and I allow them to become one with the perfect will of my higher self and God. The solar plexus is your divine center. It's like a sun shining in the middle of you, connected to the creator of your soul. We want to identify with our true divine nature. It's impossible to be afraid or feel insecure or unworthy when you remember your divine. So let's breathe into that solar plexus. I'm divine. It's safe for me to shine. I'm a powerful being of the light. And the heart chakra, just picture a puppy or a kitten. I love. I am loved. I am love. The third eye chakra or the throat chakra, it's safe for me to speak my truth and I speak my truth with love. The third eye chakra, it's safe for me to see the future. I'm profoundly clairvoyant. And the crown chakra, I easily hear and understand the voice of spirit. And I listen, I trust, and I take guided action. I trust. 
that's a very quick chakra clearing, but my full chakra clearing is on liveadivinelife.com that has more uh, detailed version of that. And it's been a pleasure to be on the show with you all. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Sheila. That was so fast. <laughs> you know, well, I thought we only have one one minute left, so I kind of sped it up a little bit. I kind of, I kind of like-, like that. I thought, I've never, I don't know that I've ever heard anything like that before. And you know, for some of us that want to, you know, like, like let's get okay, let's just let's just do this. <laughs> I like it actually. I think there is something there for for those who are just getting started. They can feel like that. I mean, it's it does something, right? Right. If you only have one minute, you yes. I say just picture the sun in the middle of you, and picture a puppy or a kitten, and your heart opens. Those are the two. If you only have one minute, and that clears you immediately to have a miracles every moment experience of life. Oh, that's great. That's great. You're great, uh, Sheila O'Donnell. I I. I I'm, I'm going to spell that because S-H-E-I-L-A O'Donnell is O apostrophe, but anyway, D-O-N-N-E-L-L. And find her on Instagram as, uh, which, which one is that one? Is that Angel Shishi? Angel Shishi. Yeah, Angel my nickname Shishi. is Shishi, but yeah, I go by Angel Shishi. Uh, and then, of course, the website that she just mentioned and uh also at uh, shishiland.com where you'll find a lot of her music so we look forward to more of your music more of the energy that you're putting out there more of the healing and uh, a pleasure to connect and reconnect and reconnect with you shishi <laughs> thank you <laughs> and looking forward to to more uh thank how special so thanks again to sheila o'donnell and a big thank you to katherine shaneberg that is our show on behalf of our executive producer, Dorothy Lee Donahue, and our executive producer and co-host, Mark Lejeure, I am your host, Filippo Voltaggio, reminding you that as our life, as your life changes, like ours surely did tonight, we're here for you. Ciao, everyone. You have been listening to The Life Changes Show on the BBS Radio Network. Listen live every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific time and visit us online at lifechangesnetwork.com, on Facebook at The Life Changes Show, and on Twitter at Life Changes Show. Join us again next week as we consciously explore and embrace the only constant, Life Changes. The Life Changes Network is an entertainment network. The views and opinions expressed are those of the guests and participants and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Life Changes. <laughs>